Hmm. I feel as though I need to do a follow-up episode on Jack Hughes and his overall development because I feel as though this kid can definitely get 100 or so points this year, but all has to go well. What do I mean by that? We have a lot to talk about in today's episode, basing it off of another NHL podcast. So buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So before we get down to business, I want to address something that I discussed in the last episode. So in the first segment of the latest episode, I talked about uh, me doing a crossover with J.D. Hernandez of Locked On Ducks. Basically, we're going to discuss the differences between Jack Hughes and Trevor Zegras. Which player is the more polished player? Which better? Which player is better in their current state right now? Which player is going to have the better career? As we are speaking right now, I would have to go with Jack Hughes. Now, I'm not trying to be biased or anything, but I genuinely do believe that Jack Hughes is better than Trevor Zegras because the fact of the matter is this. Jack Hughes only appeared last season in 49 games, and yet he was able to have 56 points. Then when you look at someone like Trevor Zegras, he played in most of the games last year. So uh, this past season, he appeared in 75 games. He had 61 total points. So, yes, Trevor Zegras did finish off the year with more points, but Jack Hughes played games compared to Trevor. This up again is because one of the former co-hosts of Locked on Sharks decided to respond to my friendly tweet that I was sending out to uh, J.D. Hernandez of Locked on Ducks and basically said I'm effing insane and that I'm trolling for clicks and it's taken to new heights every single day. Like, the, the fact of the matter is this, guys. I know I say things that are somewhat controversial in the hockey world. I'm known for my hot takes, but at the same time, I don't think this is much of a troll. Like, maybe how I worded it could come off as trolling just a little I think at the end of the day, I'm just trying to say that Jack Hughes is better than Trevor Zegras. And I don't know, you know, how I can be wrong in that sense, because Jack Hughes is already an all-star. Jack Hughes, despite playing in far less games than Trevor Zegras, was almost neck and neck with them in total points. And also Jack Hughes is already the face of a franchise. And Jack Hughes signed an eight-year fat new contract this past season. So I don't really get it. And the main, the main reason I'm bringing it back up is because I wanted to share the tweet with you guys. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, you can see it right there. I'll once again, my thing is like, I'm, I'm just a little confused as to what Kyle, uh, the former co-host of Locked on Sharks, is tr- basically trying to call me out on because I, I, I just don't get it. So he tweeted that out a few days ago, and I didn't include it in the last episode because I didn't want to call him out. But then I figured, wait a minute, this isn't a personal direct message. He actually put that on his personal account to try to, uh, what's it called, Uh, ratio me or or, or something like that, but it didn't work. But ultimately, I just wanted to bring that up again because I thought it was hilarious. So if you have the time, go find that tweet and just comment L underneath. Really get it. And I'm glad sort of sense because 
I'm just like, look, I'm not trying to say that Trevor Zegras is not a good player. I'm not trying to say that at all. I'm not trying to show any disrespect towards him. But if I had to pick and choose, like if there was a gun in my head, I would choose Jack Hughes. That's my personal opinion. So, you know, I get maybe how I worded it can come off as a little bit of trolling. But I think at the end of the day, any hockey fan knows what I'm just trying to say. So I just had to put that out there because, um, yeah, I just wanted to readdress that and also get you guys more excited for my crossover at some point with J.D. Hernandez of Locked On. And I don't know when we're going to do it. He's still on vacation, but I uh, just wanted to give you guys that little bit of a preview. And today's episode is centered around Mr. Jack Hughes. So I was listening to another hockey podcast, and I believe there were uh, four members on the panel. And basically one of the talking points was, could Jack Hughes get 100 points this season or very soon? And I think two people said yes and two people said no. Now, here's my thing. I've actually addressed this before, and I think a lot of you already know where I'm going with it because I did honestly think that he can get 100 points. If he's able to do so, he'll become the first Devils player in franchise history to eclipse 100-plus points, something that Patrick Eliash hasn't done, something that Taylor Hall hasn't done. And Taylor Hall won the Hart Memorial Trophy in a Devils uniform, and he didn't get to 100 points. So Jack Hughes would be doing something very special, a first in franchise history, if he's able to get 100 points at some point during the course of his career. Now, my thing is this. I predicted, I said, if all goes well for Jack Hughes, if he is healthy, if his linemate is par, and is have a respectable year, I think Jack Hughes can get 105 points and he can put his name into the Hart Memorial Trophy race. I'm not saying he's going to win it, but I'm saying he could put his name into that discussion. But a few factors have to go right. So the first being is Jack Hughes has to stay healthy. Now, I get it. Jack Hughes was put at an unfair disadvantage at the beginning of his career because, let's face it, 18-year-old kid, scrawny, uh, was moved off the puck with ease, had to gain some weight, also COVID hit. So that kind of hindered his development just a little bit more because – Uh, During the 2019 and 2020 season, he appeared in 61 games. But then the very next year, remember, the NHL was only allowed to play 56 games. Now, Jack Hughes suited up in all 56 of those games, but I just feel as though those stats don't do him justice. Like, he had 11 goals, 20 assists for a grand total of 31 points during the 2021 COVID-shortened year. Okay, guys, let's get serious for a moment because this is a serious message from PennHTSA. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Now you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal, right? What are the odds you'll get pulled over? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't uh, stop many people from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on their roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay after a few drinks, think again, play it safe, and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. I just feel as though his production is so much better than what people realize on paper. And maybe that's what that person, uh, former host of 
Locked On Sharks was just trying to get at, basically saying, like, I think he remembers Jack Hughes as the the first overall draft pick who, let's face it, performed very poorly in his rookie year campaign. I think he was statistically the worst first overall performer since Joe Thornton as a forward. I'm just saying that as a forward from a statistical standpoint. So, but, you know, since he's a Sharks fan, Joe, Joe Thornton actually panned out pretty nice. Like, you know, I, yeah, Joe Thornton didn't have a good uh, rookie year as a first overall selection, but he carved out a pretty nice career for himself. I personally think that. So I think that's what people still view Jack Hughes as, the the first overall draft pick who had an abysmal rookie year, then the guy who was pretty much under the radar for all 2021 but was finally able to make some sort of noise this year, named an all-star, signed an eight-year extension, but still, still give the respect to hers. And I feel as though, similar to his teammate Jesper Bratt, I think Jack Hughes is going to wake up a lot of people this upcoming year. I believe Jack Hughes, like I said, can get 105 points. But here's one of the factors that needs to go well. So I talked about the fact of the matter is that Jack Hughes has to stay healthy and he has to suit up anywhere from, I'd say, 70 to all 82 games, somewhere in that realm. If he is able to suit up in at least 70 games, I'll be happy because, I, you know, if he's unable to play in all 82 games, at the same time, I feel as though Jack Hughes has to do something similar as to what his buddy Trevor Zegras was able to do, which is suit up in most, if not all, the games. So that way you can give yourself a fair chance to get that 100-point mark. So I feel as though if Jack Hughes is able to do that and if, and if the New Jersey Devils are able to have a respectable record and maybe, just maybe, get a wild card position, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to be talking about Jack Hughes potentially winning the Hart Memorial Trophy. I, not as a winner, but maybe in the running. Get out there. So the thing that has to go right for Jack Hughes is his line combinations. Because if Sharon Govich and Mercer aren't performing up the par, Jack Hughes has a 0% chance of you know, getting 100 points. Because you need your teammates to also help you in that regards. Because let's face it, Jack Hughes is not going to net 100 goals. It's not going to happen. He's not going to net 70 to 90 goals. I just don't see that happening. But I can definitely see him getting a whole lot of goals, but he's going to need some help. So according to Daily Faceoff, here's what they have at six for New Jersey Devils. This was last updated on July 16th, 2022. They said Andre Pilat at the left-wing position, Nico Heischer at center, and Jesper Bratt at the right-wing position for our top line. And then Sharon Govich, Hughes, and Mercer for the second. Okay, no, 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 and no. There is no way Jack Hughes should be on the second line for New Jersey Devils. Just no way. That's not going to work. Put Jack Hughes on the top line and put Nico Heischer on the second line. That's how that works. Because Jack Hughes is our best offensive player. No disrespect to Brett, but I think if Jack Hughes played in more games this season – he would blow the points totals for New Jersey Devils out the water. So you put Jack Hughes on the first line, and then you put Sharon Govich and Mercer, so I agree with them in that regard. Just flip the lines, uh, and, and that's what you've got for New Jersey Devils. So here's the thing. 
Sharon Govich, you need to get off to a good start to the season. No ands, ifs, or buts about it. He said that um, in his exit meeting interview that Sharon Govich was talking to uh, Sergey Breland. So I think Breland is already impact on someone like Sharon Govich because Sharon Govich, while he was in a rut, he talked to Breland and basically Breland was able to give him some pointers in order to get him out of the rut and Sharon Govich was able to uh, have a respectable campaign as the season started to come to an end. So I think Sharon Govich needs to like get off to a good start to the season so that way Jack Hughes can uh, get to that 100 point clip uh, much easier. And then it also begins with Dawson Mercer. Dawson Mercer is opposite. Mercer got off to a good start. He didn't get off to a good finish. So my overall thing is this for Dawson Mercer, which is uh, the, the X factor that I have for Dawson Mercer going into this year, is he going to Ty Smith and is he going to hit that sophomore year slump? Because Sharon Govich kind of hit that a little bit. Dawson Mercer started to feel the wall as the season progressed. But my overall thing is like, is it going to happen again at a worse extent now that he's a sophomore because it's not called the sophomore slump for no reason, people. And if Dawson Mercer does hit that, I don't think he's a bad player at all. You know, that's just how fate has it for some of these young guys. So my thing is simply this for uh, Dawson Mercer. You need to get off to a good start as well. Now let's talk about something that I saw on Jay Fresh's uh, projected line combinations because I shared it in a more recent episode. Jay Fresh had Jesper Bratt and Jack Hughes on the same line. Now, I've written an article about this. I've talked about it in a previous podcast episode months ago. But I just don't believe that Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt should be playing on the same line. Now, if Jesper Bratt and Jack Hughes are on the same line, hypothetically speaking, then Jack Hughes is going to get that with ease because I'm anticipating a big year from Jesper Bratt, and I can't wait. But at the same time, our offense has to be more spread out. We can't just be too top-heavy because that was our issue last season. Because remember when Jack Hughes came off of injury and Lindy Ruff stupidly tried to put Jack Hughes at a winger position and to put, I think, Jesper Bratt and Nico Keisher on the same line as Jack Hughes basically to get more offensive firepower for the Devils, and that failed epically. Like I said, I think he was trying to – I think it was Heischer at center, Brett and Hughes at a winger position, if my memory serves me well. And that did not work. That worked for – no, it didn't work at all. They tried it for a couple games and it failed. So my thing is, like, you got to spread out the offensive firepower for New Jersey Devils. Now, if the Devils are able to have more depth on their bottom six, especially if Andre Pilat is able to take his game to – if Mercer is in garbage – Others, so like some other players that come to mind are Miles Wood. He's returning. Eric Halla on the bottom six. Tomas Tatar. Andreas Johnson, I, I just feel as though Johnson at this point is more of a trade pawn, similar to Pavel Zaka. But if he's able to have somewhat of a breakout year, more power to him. And that's just more offensive firepower for New Jersey Devils. And then on the defensive side of things, you can rely on Damon Severson and also Dougie Hamilton to provide some sort of spark on the offensive side of things as well despite being defensemen. So I feel as though um, more offensive firepower has to come out throughout the lineup to make things a little easier for Jack Hughes because he's only one player and he can't do all the scoring himself. 
So that's my overall thing. If the teammates and the line combination around Jack Hughes are able to uh, take their games to another level, then Jack Hughes is going to take his game three levels higher. So I feel as though this is definitely a prime year for New Jersey Devils to finally get their first player in franchise history to get 100 points. I feel like Jack Hughes is that person. And he was on pace last year. He was on a decent pace. Or even if he didn't get 100 points, he was fairly close. So that's my overall stance with Jack Hughes and the overall 100-point thing, which is got to stay healthy. You got to rely on your line combination. You got to rely on your respective line mates to help you out. So that that goes on Sharon Govich and Mercer, who are projected to be on the first line with Jack Hughes. And then you need more depth because maybe if the Devils are able to get that depth, maybe you can put Jesper Bratt and Jack Hughes on the same line and not have to worry about, like, where's the offensive firepower going to come from because you got so many other. So that's my overall thing. I wouldn't put Jesper Bratt and Jack Hughes on the same line, but if other players are able to step up their games, go nuts, Lindy Ruff. Okay, so I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. So I did say early on in the episode that I do not anticipate Jack Hughes to ever win the Hart Memorial Trophy anytime soon, but I do potentially think he could win it at some point in his career. I just don't think it's going to be this soon. And the reason why I say is like there's a lot of up front of them. Obviously, you know, uh, you got Austin Matthews, who is the reigning uh, Hart Memorial Trophy winner. You got Connor McDavid. You got Leon Dreidel. You got you got a lot of players. You got a lot of players in front of Jack Hughes who could potentially win it. And, you know, you got some guys who could potentially repeat at winning it or, you know, winning it again at some point in their career. And I just don't think Jack Hughes is at that level yet where he can win it with ease. Or, you know, if he leads the New Jersey Devils to a playoffs and gets 100 points, I just don't see him uh, winning it in that. If he's able to lead the New Jersey to wildcard position, like if he's able to, like, make them legitimate playoff contenders, like as in they finish higher in the standings, then he could definitely uh, potentially win it. But my overall thing is this for Jack Hughes. And here's the narrative, because part of winning an MVP in any league, in any sport, is the narrative behind the story. Because everyone loves a good underdog story. That's just part of what makes sports sports. So my thing is simply this. Like, here's my case for Jack Hughes in a hypothetical uh, other dimension world where could potentially put him in a better spot to win Memorial Trophy. So my thing is this, like this upcoming year, uh, if Jack Hughes is able to lead the New Jersey Devils to a wild card position and the New Jersey Devils are able to make some noise in the Metro and become a legitimate team that could maybe not strike fear into your souls, but maybe it's a team that you start to respect a little bit more. It's like you no longer have them circled on your calendar. You're just like, Oh boy, we gotta play them again. That, that that sort of mentality, if it makes sense. So that's my overall thing for Jack moving forward, which is that's what I kind of want to see out of him because that could potentially help him win a Hart Memorial Trophy at some point in his career. I don't think it's gonna be this year. I don't think it's gonna be next year, but at some point, he's definitely on the right track. I think the first priority for Jack Hughes moving forward is just to remain healthy because if he's not healthy 
then it results in less wins for the New Jersey Devils, case in point this past season. And, you know, it hurts his team. So I think his main priority is to get back into the training room. It's to get back into the weight room, whatever the case might be, make your body stronger, see the trainer, you know, go to your regularly checkups at your doctor's office. Because, uh, you know, I, the example I brought up was that a, a player like LeBron James in the NBA, someone who's going on years and years into year 20, I believe, of playing professional basketball, uh, he puts like a million dollars into his body alone per year. And that's how he's able to have that longevity or look at someone like Tom Brady. I think he does something similar. Like I know Tom Brady has like a, a book on how to eat right and how he gets his mind focused for a game. Obviously that's in the NFL. I'm saying like put a million dollars into it. Uh, take it seriously. Take your body seriously. Cause if you don't take it seriously, then guess what? You're going to crash and burn and you're going to continue to go on to the injured list. So my overall thing for Jack Hughes is simply this. Take care of your body. Try to play in a full season. The next goal for Jack Hughes is get on the cover of NHL 24, the video game series, because I believe he has the capability of to do so. And I believe Jack Hughes definitely has a bright future uh, in terms of just being a great center in this league. And now when comparing him to Trevor Zegras, once again, Trevor Zegras and but I think Jack Hughes is the better case in point right there. Already the face of the franchise, already an all-star. And I can't wait to do a crossover with J.D. Hernandez to talk more about that sort of issue. So let me know what you guys think about Jack Hughes and his overall development. Do you think he can win a Hart Memorial Trophy? If so, when? Like, wh what year do you predict that Jack Hughes can win the Hart Memorial Trophy? Like, wh when, when can is that a possibility? Because, like I said, it's a possibility now but it's highly unlikely. Like, get your name into it. Fishing in the top 10. Fishing in the top 10, I think that's a huge accomplishment. Especially someone who had a poor rookie year campaign, someone who didn't really uh, get the love he deserved during the 2021 56-game year. And then last season, injured for uh, a little more than half of the games, so he wasn't able to prove himself. So let me know what you guys think. When can Jack Hughes uh, just have that big year? I think he can get 105 points. I don't think he'll win the Hart Memorial Trophy, but I think he'll get his name in there. So all has to go well for New Jersey Devils. They can have little to no big injuries, and Jack Hughes has to play in a majority of those games. I think he was on track to do so. So curious to hear you guys. Leave a comment down below. Hit me up on my personal Twitter page, at TreyMatt4, or the show's Twitter page, at LockedOnDevils. Curious to hear your guys' thoughts. So as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So thanks for listening to this Jack Hughes-centered episode. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.